Hello, welcome to another podcast for kids. My name is Spencer. And my name is Ryan. And on today's episode, we're interviewing Dave Pickett. <laughs> Dave Pickett is the founder of Brick 101. Brick 101 features videos of Dave's original Lego creations along with Lego animations and videos about video games. Dave also has published a book, The Lego Animation Book that shows you how to make your own Lego animation videos. Hi, Dave. Hi, everybody. Thanks for being on our show. Happy to be here. When did you get into Lego? I'm actually really lucky. I have an older brother and an older sister who are seven and nine years older than me. So they were into Lego when I was born. It was already in the house. So I never had a time without Lego. So I feel very lucky that I got to start playing with Lego from a very early age, and it's continued my whole life. So what would some of those older, would they just be like a generic set, a box of random bricks? So, you know, my uh, siblings were children of the 80s, so they had the classic space and classic town and pirate sets, and I had Duplo at first and some basic sets. One of the first sets I remember that I had was Forbidden Island, which is an old pirate set. Okay. And then I got into Aquazone and stuff when I was growing up. And there's never been a Lego theme I didn't really enjoy. Right. What is your process for creating builds? Basically, I always start first with the idea. What am I going to build? As you may know, I, I actually take requests from viewers to kind of guide that. So, you know, once I come up with like, okay, I want to build Peridot from Steven Universe because I'm interested in Steven Universe and people on my channel have asked. Then I'll do a lot of image research. So I'll go on Google and see, uh, okay, what does Peridot look like from the front, from different sides, from different angles, try to get a three-dimensional sense of them because sometimes I'll have a toy that's a three-dimensional action figure of a character and use that for reference as well. But basically collect as much reference material as I can, and then I start building. And usually I start with whatever I think is the most important feature, usually with a face or a head, because that usually sets the scale for the rest of the build. And it's really important to get the face and those details right, or hair, or whatever fun features are. And then, um, you know, I just kind of build through trial and error. So if I start building something and it doesn't feel quite right, I might sit it down, try something different, and then, you know, I'm taking it apart as I'm building it. So I don't really plan it out digitally, usually. I usually just like to build physically. That has changed over the years. Um, As for Brick 101, I actually started working with other designers. So I would say to Mark Larson, for instance, build a Lego Godzilla. And so then I would give him a sense of what scale. He would design it digitally. I'd give him notes on that. And then I'd do the final physical build and make adjustments from there. So I have different processes for different builds, but my general process is kind of like ideas, images, resources, and then build and iterate. That sounds pretty elaborate. I bet you some of those could probably take quite some time to get it just right. Yeah, so Godzilla had actually been one that people had asked for for years and I knew I needed to do eventually. But when I tried to build my own model of Godzilla just off the top of my head, it was bad and it wasn't (laughs) going anywhere. And it sat around in a box for over a year before I was like, you know what? I can't do this, but I can get help to make it happen. So there's definitely some builds that I'll start on and it'll just sit around for a while until I have that burst of inspiration and 
you know, maybe a new piece that I get. I'm like, oh, this will be great as a bike or whatever. Right. And then that will lead to a new build. What Lego piece is most useful when creating your own build? Longtime viewers of my channel are probably intimately familiar with the Travis brick, which is a one by one brick with studs on all four sides. Mm. Um, I used to think of it as the, the like kind of robot brick because a lot of the old classic space sets use that as the core of a robot. It's just a very versatile piece that allows you to make studs going in all the different directions. So you can have something that's going out and up and to the left, all from a very small piece. So I use that as the core of a lot of, especially my heads in character designs. So I'm using that piece and other pieces with studs on the side a lot um, and then also the jumper plate as um, I refer to it which is a one by two plate that has a one by one stud centered on top that's the it's like flat and then there's like the, the little tiny circle yeah. yeah okay and you know I think something interesting is that people have all different sorts of names for Lego pieces there are official names that right. Lego has but unless you're looking at the Lego website, Bricks and Pieces, or Lego Digital Designer, you may never know those names. Right. And so there's actually some interesting research on how different families will kind of evolve their own terminology for pieces when they're talking and building. And so, you know, that's something I try to bring to my fans with what I've learned from my own experience or from the Lego community at large. So Travis is actually a person in the community who had a tattoo of that piece on his arm. And so people started calling it the Travis brick. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I never even met that Travis. Right. It's just, it has moved throughout the community that way. I found it helpful in building these sets that I have where there's no instructions that each part has. If you look hard enough, you can find a part number somewhere. Yeah. There's only a few pieces that I've had that I can't find a part number. And then it's just typing it online and there's all these dedicated websites and it says this piece belongs to 42 sets and then it lists. And then yeah. I've actually been able to determine, oh, this only goes with this one set. So I must have this set in this box somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, it's Bricklink and Brick Owl have their own terminology for pieces. And, you know, what one site considers a modified plate, another site might consider a modified tile. Mm -hmm. And knowing <laughs> which one, it's just a lot of stuff you store in your memory over the years that you learn after a lot of trial and error, like you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite minifigure creation? I have made a lot of different custom minifigures over the years. One of my favorites has got to be Reporto Bot Ophelia. So that was a character from my old animated series called The Nightly News at Nine, uh, which is actually where Brick 101 started. Uh, it used to be called Nightly News at Nine. And so uh, Reporto Bot Ophelia is a robot who, rather than normal minifigure arms, I've actually cut a piece and put these things in her armholes so she can attach all sorts of crazy contraptions there. And she's got a crystal on her head and her legs change size. And so she was just always so much fun to like come up with new things to build off of her. And I, I really wish Lego would make more options for connecting to minifigure torsos right. and stuff like that. Cause yeah. so much fun to customize. What is the biggest Lego set you've ever built? So the biggest Lego set I've ever built, I think is the old Lego Star Destroyer. So that was before the Death Star, it was the largest set and before the Millennium Falcon. So I got that way back 
uh, when it first came out, I want to say in 2008 or 2009. And that took me and my friends a whole weekend to build uh, 3,000 some pieces. I had it displayed uh, in my living room for years after that before I eventually took it apart and resold it. I think that's the biggest one. I've done a couple of the like the modular town buildings mm -hmm. like Green Grocer. Those are also high piece counts, but yeah. I think the Star Destroyer still wins on total number of pieces. That is that a retired set or had they re-released that one? That I actually had it from its first run. However, part of the run was in old gray mm -hmm. and then it switched to new gray. And I forget which of those I had, oh, okay. whether I had the old gray Star Destroyer right. or the new gray. And then they re-released it years later and mm -hmm. they've had lots of Star Destroyers. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. What is your favorite Lego product line? So my favorite Lego product line is Lego Ideas. I think a lot of people forget that that is, you know, you can consider it as a product line because it's so disparate, right? You mm -hmm. get things like the pop-up book alongside things like Flintstones or Ghostbusters. But I just really love that it's a way that Lego has kind of allowed fans to participate in designing sets and creating things. And I think it, it is the source of some of the best new Lego sets consistently. Like the birds set is still one of my favorite sets of all time. Uh, it was just a beautiful sculptural build of real life birds and Lego had never really done anything like that as a product and the labyrinth, you know, there's so many things that you get from Lego ideas that you would never get from any other Lego set. And I'd never heard of Lego ideas. I, I always assumed that the Voltron, was that the first Lego ideas or, or is that just when it just became popular? That's that's a relatively new Lego Ideas set. Okay. So it actually, the very first Lego Ideas set in America was a tiny little Lego Minecraft set. It wasn't the minifigure mm. Lego Minecraft. It was a little micro-scale Minecraft set. And there was, it had launched in Japan under the name of Lego Kuso uh, before it became rebranded Lego Ideas. And there was a submarine that was technically the very first like Lego Ideas product that predates the Lego Minecraft. But for America, it's mostly that old Lego Minecraft set. So yeah, it basically, Lego Ideas spawned Lego Minecraft as a whole product line, oh. um, which is now one of Lego's biggest, most successful product lines. So it's kind of wild to think back to what a fan told Lego they needed to do mm -hmm. and that they weren't already thinking of. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, because like you said, you get some of those, those sets are pretty unique. What is your favorite Lego set? So my favorite Lego set, I think, changes from day to day and week to week. In recent memory, the Voltron set was really fun to put together. And I really loved, you know, that they actually had the lions transform into the giant robot, right? Oh, I didn't know that they pulled, you could pull them off or... Yeah, so like you literally toy. build the lions separately first, and then there, then it gives you a set of instructions of how to like transform them and combine them into the robot. So, oh, neat! And then you could de-transform them out of the robot. So that was just that's so cool, and you don't really see again Lego sets that do that very often. Um, but it did it really well, and I think it did justice to you know Voltron the the product line. Uh, or the, the show by doing that. And so that was a really cool build and it was really fun to display. It's a really nice giant robot when you actually build it. Oh, that's, yeah, I, that's one thing I know, especially when we were building the Death Star. I, I think it's it's fun when they add all these moving parts and elements rather than everything just being stationary. 
I think those that really makes them unique. I mean, the Death Star has so many different like trash compactor closes, and you can move the the giant beam and all that kind of stuff. I think that's neat. What new upcoming Lego set are you looking forward to the most? That's a good question. So an upcoming set that I'm excited for is the Barracuda Bay set, which again I think is a Lego idea set, which is this giant pirate ship, which is also a giant wreck of a pirate ship that's like an island base for pirates. That's a really cool set. I grew up with the original Lego pirates, so it's very nostalgic for me. And I think it's just a, a beautiful set they designed. What is a set you would like to see Lego create? So something that I would love for Lego to do would be to get the Steven Universe license from Cartoon Network and make some sets based on that. That license was held briefly by McFarlane Toys, which made some not great sets with it. And I think there's so much potential there. I know the show just ended, so it might not be the most logical thing, but I just love that show so much and just want little minifigures of all the characters. So that's what I want. What do you think about the Lego Masters TV show? I've really been enjoying the TV show, Lego Masters. This is not the first time they've had a show like that, but the first time they did in America. And I think it's been going really well. I'm excited to see who ends up winning. We're getting down to the final few teams. I won't say anything for people who haven't caught all of it. I really enjoy the fact that this is now a national television show. And I think it's gonna bring a lot of people to the Lego fan community who aren't necessarily considering themselves major Lego fans. Right. I think it'll be a re-entry point for a lot of adults. Uh, I think that's super awesome. Anything that gives us a new way to talk about Lego is, is super fun. Yeah, but some of those builders are really talented. We're, and we were speculating whether or not, I think it's neat, what, what they're going to do with all those sets, maybe display them at Legoland, or there's the new Legoland opening up in New York. Be neat to, to see if they end up displaying some of those. Obviously, the ones that they didn't, explode but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm curious how long those things stayed together after they filmed every episode because you know they might need to reuse the parts for a future challenge if That's they use yeah. all the plates in some of those builds of you know one color or whatever so uh but i hope that at least whatever the final builds are end up getting some kind of nice treatment and maybe mm -hmm. circulate to fan conventions. I think that'd be really cool if they were available. Cause I know they did that for the Lego movie. Some of the sets that were built for the live action parts were then displayed at Legoland. Right. Um, so it'd be cool if they did something similar for Lego masters. Yeah. What is your favorite video game? My favorite video game of all time is probably Mario maker. Uh, it's basically like Lego, but for Mario. So you can build your own levels. You can play other people's levels. Uh, I just have so much fun like designing. It's really one of the things that got me into game design as a whole new hobby and career, actually. So I've actually switched. I used to do Lego YouTube as my full-time job. Um, and now I'm transitioning into doing game design. And Mario Maker was really the entry point for me into that. You know, I see a lot of overlap between what it takes to think about and create a Lego set and what it takes to create a game experience. Um, the game I'm playing a lot right now is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a very nice break from staying inside all the time to pretend that I'm living my island dream life and having fun decorating my house and things like that. That's why, yeah, we keep seeing that one. We haven't tried that one yet. Yeah. Who is your favorite comic book character? 
I'm going to have to, you know, give a similar answer to one of my previous questions and say the comic book that I was following pretty closely was actually the Steven Universe comic book. So they had an official spin-off comic book series and I thought it was a really good companion to the TV show. They were good about not having major events happen in the comic book so it didn't contradict the show, but they just have fun little stories and I thought Peridot who's one of my favorite characters in the show, really got to shine in the comic book because uh, she's just so nerdy and silly, but also, you know, gets in her own head. And so they'd have things where she was trying to learn how to paint or play a video game about mini golf. And that was the whole issue. And it was just really silly and fun. And I really enjoyed it. I'm curious, is there a, a video from Brick 101 that you're a big fan of or a type of video that you watch? Uh, I like the one where you taught how to make a a film. Oh, how to brick film, yeah. And the the even what you've watched the uh, the, the Minecraft one where you build all the different scales of my yeah. the Minecraft characters. Those are cool. Yeah, that was a fun challenge. That that makes us it's it's hard because he doesn't he, he mostly has sets, so it's hard to to pull them apart to create you know to copy. But you do have a few sets that are just kind of exploded <laughs> in a box somewhere. <laughs> we just try and pull those out and try and find some of those parts that's how it begins yeah uh, a couple decades from now you'll have a collection of pieces that's sorted by shape and color in a whole bunch of different plastic bins because that's what ends up happening to all of us yeah right <laughs> lego fans yeah we all start with sets and then that one just tupperware full of random pieces and then it grows and grows over the years right yeah all right well hey thanks for being on our show we appreciate yeah. it and, Thanks for uh, having me. This was yeah. fun. Thanks again to Dave Pickett for being on the show. And check out his YouTube channel, Brick101, and his website, brick101.com. Oh, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. All right. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.